What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast, all my Hanyaks. We've got someone sitting second chair here today is our official secretary of our Norwegian goodbyes, Rachel, and who I can already dub the official laugh track for this podcast because um, she does a great job with that. <laughs> and there it is. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, man. But, so we're going to hopefully have a lot more second chairs coming up in episodes to you and spice it up where all, all the listeners and if you're, even if you're not a listener, Caleb. And it's funny because I know he won't listen to this, so he won't hear me hating on him so hard. But all these, uh, yeah, you guys come on and can give your two cents and we can have some back and forth. On that note, I had, we had some back and forth between Shane and Caleb through me. And so that was awkward. So once upon a time, I made a Discord uh, chat for this show when I was doing some remote episodes and using a program on Discord to record them. And I'm trying to revive it. So Caleb went and got in it. Shane said, what the heck is Discord? Half of you are probably saying, what the heck is Discord? It's Gamer Nerds chat app of choice. It, you can be on the PC. You can voice chat. You can just have a, just, it's just one giant message thread. So you go in and it'll say the Ramley Viking podcast. And it has different threads like general. If you use Slack, it's very similar to that. And you can just go in and you can all be in the chat and you can all post things. So I could post new episodes. I could post questions for from a previous episode or for an upcoming episode and get people's opinions on that. Basically, it's a, it's a place for the Hanyak Horde, all you Hanyaks, to hang out and casually chat at your convenience. And you don't have to try and talk to each other through me via Snapchat text message podcast. Because essentially, Shane listened to the podcast, snapped me about it. I then texted Caleb. Caleb texted me back, so I snapped Shane back about it. And we went back and forth a little bit, and I said, this is dumb. I agree. We need a better (laughs) method for these guys to communicate. Sadly, Shane, old grandpa, Goose Shane, um... It'd be five, it'll probably be five years before he can even figure out how to download Discord. And then another five years before he can figure out how to operate Discord. But if a couple of you may still be in the Discord, we're reviving it. I'm going to post new episodes there. If I come up with questions or random topics or I want some feedback, post that there. We're reviving the Discord. So go join the Discord or message me if you want to join the Discord and I can send you an invite. I might figure out how to put a link in the, in the episode description. We'll see. We'll it- see. Is it an app? Yeah, yeah, it's an app on your phone. Okay. And you can also access it on your computer. But yeah, it's just like a little app, basically. We'll, we'll get you set up. And then you can put, instead of texting me individually with your response, you can just put your response to this episode in there. Oh, and nice. then people could have conversation about it. And then we could talk about it, right? Yeah. And I'm sure there's a way, too, where we could do a voice chat. And I could just record that voice chat if Craig, the discord recording software still up and running we could literally do a whole episode each from the comfort of our own home with with a bunch of us in that voice channel and now i did have some issues with craig once upon a time so that's why i really don't use him a bunch anymore but realistically we could do like a little group voice chat thing every so often and that could just be an episode all like you know three four or five people in there just chopping it up so that would that would maybe be fun. Uh, let's see. Also, Blessings from Tragedy is officially going to be launched. The date is TBD, but it will be its own show. As for now, I'm going to be reposting all my Blessings from Tragedy episodes that have already been done on this Rambling Viking podcast, but this goes back almost two years, two years now. And um, 
systematically releasing them one episode a week. So that'll be about 12. The first 12 episodes or so or 13 will be an introductory episode and then those blessings from tragedy. So maybe you have listened to them. Maybe you haven't. I think a lot of them would be good to go back and listen to, but if you haven't, that'll be your chance to just listen to those. And then you could just follow that podcast. And in, um, if, if that's the only content that you cared for. And then also, obviously I'm looking for more stories like that. So if you have one, you want to come on and I will still post those episodes here as well. Well, all the first 12 are already posted here, but after that, when there's new ones, I will post them on both podcasts. But yeah, I've got Facebook and Instagram pages up for that. Blessings from Tragedy. Look it up. It's a cool Phoenix logo. It's all set up, ready to go. So here in the next couple of weeks, I will be doing kind of a promotion, a push. You'll see me posting on my personal on the Rambling Viking for, hey, Blessings from Tragedy coming soon. I've got a trailer and post my episode zero, and I'll probably promote that a little bit. And then we'll start launching sometime in March. But okay, that should be all the... Uh, updates that I had to do. So a lot of stuff going on. Sorry uh, if you were annoyed by the first five minutes, but we got Rachel here. What's going on, Rachel? Well, nothing much. Just chilling like... Try and sit. Can you sit closer or move that closer to the edge? If not, that's fine, but you don't... Don't... Yeah, don't... <laughs> don't <laughs> chop into your stomach with the table if you don't have to. You don't have to be closer, but I was just... Sometimes people like sit back and it's like, hey, sit up a little bit. Just been chilling like a villain. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, if you don't have anything to say, we'll just get into it. So you've got some responses to Caleb had some hot casual. Caleb had some hot takes on his episode. Mm -hmm. Well, and specifically, this one is actually more of a cold take. And he said, most food is better cold. And you sent me your your responses to some of the things we talked about. And I was like, oh, when we found out you're going to come on, I was like, perfect. You can just come on and we can just chat about it. So let's talk about that. What do you think about that cold food take? I don't agree with it at all. Okay. Because if microwaves were invented to heat up food, we're not using them. If you're just going to eat food cold. Look, the whole point of cooking and food is you cook hot food. It's good. Yeah. And then, and I was like, that's actually a pretty good point. Like we invented ways to reheat our food. Why? Because hot food is good. Now I will say the microwave isn't, isn't without its flaws. Like some things you put in the microwave, they come out, they're like soggy, floppy, the texture changes and you're like, this isn't, this isn't right. This is not how it's supposed to be. So, and, 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 you know, he of course uses a lot of the classic examples like, um, pizza and things like that. However, that's why you have a toaster oven. Yeah. Or an air fryer. Or an air fryer. So there's just no excuse to just always eat cold food. Well, (laughs) <laughs> true it's true but rachel I, he wasn't necessarily saying it's like a necessity thing he says oh, no, i it agree tastes yeah better, and he likes it that way and so if he's choosing to forego his microwave which caleb if you were going to listen to this i would just tell you throw away your microwave then yeah get rid of it let's see throw it, away bud. your oven don't eat hot food at all yeah he texted me this week and he he did Cold pasta. He goes, just had some cold pasta. It was pretty good. And I was like, I mean, there are like cold salads that use pasta noodles and that's fine. And I think that one's, that one's excusable. Then he tried a cold mashed potatoes and he was like, that one's not so good. And he goes, but it's not horrible. I was like, it's horrible. If it's not good, it's horrible. But I don't even like mashed potatoes. Not fair. See, I like, I like mashed potatoes and I like certain foods cold. 
Like what foods? Ice cream. Well, yeah. Ice cream sandwiches. Milkshakes. Ice you know, cream bars. Yeah. Ice. <laughs> I don't like my. You don't like your chicken pot pie still frozen? No. And I don't like my steak cold. And I don't like my potatoes cold. And I don't like my pasta cold. Cold pizza? Nope. Not at all. Not leftover pizza. Nope. So, so do you like any any food that's not designed cold? Cold? Because you were just like, <laughs> I like some cold foods. Like, let's hear it. And you're like, ice cream. It's like literally, if ice cream isn't cold, it's not ice cream. It's it's like it's sugary flavored milk. Yeah, it's it's weird. No, I don't like any foods that are that can be heated up cold. Okay. Well, technically, every food can be. You can put ice cream in the microwave. That's fair. But it's not good. You're <laughs> and Caleb would say, it and, at that point. To do to give Caleb a fair voice, which we just need to have him on with people and have this whole debate. But you know, oh man, I lost it. But it's not to say just because it can be heated up. It's not to, sometimes heated up foods are worse. Fair. So what do you do about that? Put it in the toaster oven. What does the toaster oven doesn't do it? Make it crispy. What if it doesn't? What if it? What if something weird goes wrong and it makes it rubbery? Or try the air fryer because I got all three. <laughs> just make the cycle. Just let's just cycle it around. One of these, and, and and by the end you're left with like a very crisp cookie because you've been yep. ba- you baked it for. And drench it in ketchup. <laughs> at, at that point, you might as well just throw it out, start over, and make some fresh food. Okay, so yeah, no cold food for you. Now, with that being said, you are also the same person where, for no rhyme or reason, in no, there's no consistent manner in which you do this. No exactly food. where you're going. <laughs> and I hope most, I, I'm good. Because this is the same place I go every time. Your food can't touch. Otherwise, yeah. you crap a brick. However, you made a breakfast casserole, and that was fine. But if you have eggs and bacon on the same plate, God forbid they touch. Strike me dead here, where I stand. Like, smite me, God, if they touch and I eat it. Yeah, it's because... Okay. And I'm using the example of bacon and eggs touching because that is... I think that's an example that's going to break your argument you're about to make that you made a hundred times. Because bacon and eggs... Touching are is completely innocent. There's no, there's no. But not harm. for me. It's different. <laughs> okay, if it's a casserole, hear me out. If it's a casserole <laughs> and it has bacon and eggs and let's just say like hash browns in it, okay, cool. That is like someone made it like that, and I like all the foods, so I will eat it all in a casserole. But if I am getting a plate. And there are a section of bacon, section of eggs, and a section of ash browns. They cannot touch on my plate. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Even though they can work harmoniously in a casserole, meaning it's not total death if they touch at all. So, okay, what happens if they touch? I separate them. Oh, and you still eat the touched parts? Depends on if it's like the bacon's super greasy. Then I have Let's to... say best case scenario, there's no juices flowing around. Okay, so if they just like touch and like nothing's left over on that residue of that piece of egg that touched the bacon or vice versa, then it's okay. You I, I piece, have... You would not take a bite out of a piece of bacon if there was a tiny bit of egg on the end? 
I would I would wipe it off. <laughs> because whenever I see a food, I want it to taste the way I see it. A whole strip of bacon. One like I'm talking like pea-sized piece of egg. Yeah, it's too and, big. Hold on. <laughs> And there is, and you, and you take, say you chomp half this slab of bacon, half this piece of bacon, and bacon is a very powerful, pungent flavor. Yeah. You might get one tiny tinge of egg, but you are going to get 99% bacon in that bite. And that's a problem? Yes, because I know that I left egg on that piece of bacon when I could have taken it off. And I just can't have that. Or you could have <laughs> no, just, just eaten it and... It just happened, and you I still have, got, and you before, still got to enjoy your bacon. Before, if I have mashed potatoes and like some corn touches it, and the kernel is covered in mashed potatoes, I will not eat that piece of corn. But like, it doesn't. <laughs> you could just, you could literally get a big spoonful of the mashed potatoes with that piece of corn, and you would, you would catch one little like chomp of corn. But it wouldn't, it really wouldn't throw you off because it wouldn't be like it was a surprise. You would know it was there. Fair, but so then you would, you I would, would expect it, and then you could be like, "All right, that was a weird bite, but the rest are fine." It's and not- I would look at my plate to see if any of it's touching, right. and if it was, I would separate everything. <sighs> see, that's why I had a divided plate at Christmas, so no, I could no, but okay, because I know I know usually you got your stupid platter. No, because usually whenever I have a plate, I can only fit three foods on it. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even like set your roll on the rim and let it like come into. It Tiny can't touch. Bit. No, if because <laughs> I set it on the napkin or I carry it. You can only have three food items on a plate at a time. Yes. If I have more, so they all touch. you've done the math. Yeah. <laughs> you've done the math. And if you have four, oh, no, the edges are going to touch. Yes. And I'll have to sit there and separate them. Yes. That's why I like my divided plate. So I have to go back eight times. I can get all the food I want in one sitting. Or. Or. <laughs> You do like everyone else, and you get about six things on your plate. They all touch a tiny bit, and maybe you don't even eat the, the parts that overlap, but you eat just the centers, and then you're just left with like four little lines of, of combined food, and then you can save yourself the steps. <laughs> nope. Because juices, juices mix, and I can't, I can't do that. Well, you're not sitting there slurping up the juice, you're eating the food. I know, but if I have a juicy food and I know it, I will lean the plate so the juice stays within that food and it doesn't hit the other... You're sitting here playing the little marble maze <laughs> things with your plate serious. and juices. I like, do where that. you tilt it, you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, I got this idea from Caleb. Shout out to Caleb, even though he won't listen to this. And it was, it was a good thing. So, Rachel, I'm not saying you're a serial killer. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure all serial killers don't let their food touch and are obsessed about it. <laughs> you could be right. <laughs> I haven't had any tendencies. <laughs> For now. For now. Yeah, and, oh, folks listening at home, there's one better. You also systematically eat your food, meaning you eat all your green beans and you eat all your potatoes and you eat all your steak. You don't, you don't oscillate back and forth at all. Nope. Have you ever tried doing that? Yes. When? I I hate it. When was the last time you did it? I don't know. Probably whenever. Not even do it with them. 
I can't remember the last time I did it. I know that I've means, done it. That means you need to try it again and see if you've changed. Odds are you haven't, but with things like that, I've learned every so often, every three, five years, whatever it is, you just got to retry some stuff. I try mashed potatoes about every three years, like clockwork. <laughs> I'm like, it's been a few years. Maybe I'll like them now. And then I still don't like them. And I've done that for about a decade now. All right. Because I, I don't like them. <laughs> I'm committed to, well, because I understand, because there are some things where all of a sudden I did develop the palette for it. And I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. So I've learned that there are certain things where it's like, hey, your taste buds can change. Your, your preferences can alter. Maybe for whatever reason, I wasn't, I, you know, I had some mental block then. Now I'm more open-minded and I, and I don't mind it as much. And so that's why I say that. But yeah. It's more of a order thing for me. Yeah. I eat the less, like, the less desirable foods first. And then I eat the best food last. That's why I do I can that. respect that. I mean, I usually save my last <laughs> bites. I'll bounce back and forth a little bit for variety. I'll eat some of the steak. I'll eat some of the corn. Then I'll do whatever. But then when it comes down to the end, I definitely do that method. I'm like, all right, let's finish this. And we'll eat that. And then I'm going to finish. Because I want to finish on the best flavor. Mm-hmm. That's the- I eat the edges of my Reese's and then I eat the center. What? <laughs> what? Is there something funny about that, Miss Psychopath? If they touch, I die. <laughs> I just never heard of that before. Before we were recording, you were sitting here, and I ate two Reese's. Oh, I didn't even see you do that. Yeah. Now, I leave one little bit so I can hold on to it because it gets real messy, but I just jump, 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 and then I hump, hump in the middle. <laughs> I've never seen you do yeah, that. It's just better because huh. that, that edge is so chocolatey that, like, if you just... I don't know. I don't like the ratio. Hmm. I do the same thing with my pop tarts. Fair. I, I, like I used the to do that. Filling and flavor. Yeah, it's just the same thing. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe. Yeah, you literally sat here and saw me eat these. There's a question: Reese's, Reese's or Reese's? Reese's. No. Reese's. Yeah, Reese's. I'm pretty sure I just said Reese's, but mm. typically I'm a Reese's guy. A- now, is it Reese's pieces or is it Reese's pieces? Reese's pieces. Yeah, some people say it's Reese's Pieces because it's like a play on words. <laughs> <That's> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And and because it's technically, you know, Reese's, but I think it's Reese's because it's a possessive, but that's just me, right? So, okay, so cold food, food can't ever touch. For reference, she got from one of her professors this it's it's literally a serving tray, like of like you do like a veggie dip tray basically. Yep, that's exactly or what cheese it is. and cracker. It's a giant plastic disc and it has these little compartments. But it is what Rachel uses to eat. And it's amazing. At I used it at Thanksgiving. I got to fill up the entire thing with all the food I wanted. And I didn't have to go back to get more food to put on my plate. I also didn't have to get a new plate. And hold on, new plate. Yeah. How often do you do that? Every time I go up and get more food. You've got to be. You don't just like give it a quick rinse dry. Well, you wasteful animal. <laughs> well, if it's usually like, or paper grab a paper, t- or grab a paper towel <laughs> and just like give it a wipe to soak up the juices and boom, plate's clean. <laughs> nope. I just get a new one. Killing the earth. <laughs> I can get it on some things, like if I go from main course to dessert, and I'm like, I don't want this piece of dessert getting all my food stuff mixed in, because that's like rich and sweet, but 
So if there's six <laughs> items that you want to eat, you will use two separate plates, three items a plate, two trips. Yes. <sighs> You're an animal. And also... No, no, there's more. I... <laughs> I if you have, like, ketchup or barbecue sauce, I can't put it on the same plate with, like, everything else. Why? Because it's runny. No, it, it does Barbecue, maybe. <laughs> ketchup, not really. And so I put it in its own little container. I've been notorious to have, like, five different plates. Because I have my main course, and then I have my side, and then I have my... What main course takes a whole side, plate? And then I have, like... How well, big are these plates? I don't know, like a normal big as size your face. Por- what? What are these portions you're doing? Are you getting a giant porterhouse? <laughs> well, if I, or a, if or I a have tomahawk to, steak, and then, a, and then three it. baked potatoes, and then a plate of green beans, and then a plate of corn. <laughs> if I have to cut something, it takes up a lot of room. A whole plate? <laughs> <laughs> Close to it. Oh my god. All right, let's do these Norwegian goodbyes before I forget. Oh, okay. Yeah, so normally she records them, sends them in, and I am able to do super quick math in my head. Um, Are you actually able to do the math that fast in your head? No! Okay, I because... the recording. <laughs> because whenever you say that, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I got someone, folks. I got someone, and her name is Rachel. All right. Now I'm actually going to have you back off your mic a little bit. You're a little bit hot. You can either push the mic, like, just a little bit. There you go. That's probably good. I can't move my chair, so. <laughs> that, that's fine. So, anyways, no, Rachel. I, of course, because you give me, like, eight in a row. I have to convert them all to seconds, add them up, average them out, then convert them back to minutes. I wish. That's Rain Man level math. I'm not doing that, all right? Yeah, I always thought you just, like, were, like, super fast with a calculator and just doing all that while I was reading it. I was like, wow. No, because you're, like, you're, like, 411, 328, 410, 412, 336. I'm like, God, it, it's, yeah, I wish. No, but I'm totally doing that, 100%. Definitely not pausing the podcast. <laughs> no, that's the whole point of me saying that out loud, Rachel. I'm going to clue you in on the joke here. The joke is I say that to make it obvious that I definitely am having to pause and do that. But you know what? Screw it. Let's just see what happens here. Let's see if, let, here, we'll test myself, see if I can keep up. Probably can't, but it's fine. All right. You ready? Norwegian goodbye update. Let's do this. Episode 386, three minutes and 39 seconds. Episode 387, two minutes and eight seconds. Not a chance. All right, hold on. <clears throat> episode three hold nine. on i said oh, sorry <laughs> what was the second one 208 two minutes and eight seconds okay now go okay episode 390 one minute and 18 seconds episode 391 one minute and 46 seconds episode 392 three minutes and six seconds you ready for this one Episode 393, 37 seconds. Yeah. Episode 394, 11 seconds. Whoa. Episode 395, 2 minutes and 38 seconds. I'm back to normal. Episode 396, 1 minute and 41 seconds. Episode 397, 33 seconds. Episode 398, 2 minutes and 2 seconds. Episode 399, 1 minute and 25 seconds. Episode 403, 2 minutes and 41 seconds. Episode 404, 1 minute and 58 seconds. 
Episode 405, 45 seconds. Episode 406, 3 minutes and 32 seconds. Episode 407, 2 minutes and 51 seconds. Episode 408, 2 minutes and 25 seconds. Episode 409, 2 minutes and 28 seconds. Episode 410, 5 minutes and 7 seconds. And episode 411, 4 minutes and 29 seconds. Wow, I think I set some records there. 11 seconds? Yeah. 33, 37 seconds, 40. I had four sub one minute and, um, and one sub 30 seconds. That's, that's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. There's no chance that I could sit there and do all that and, and sit there and convert because you're giving me in the minutes and the seconds, not the total seconds. So I've got to sit there and convert. But uh, cool. So I will throughout the podcast do all the math and we'll come back in the end and give that give my average and see see where i'm at see i think i found a pretty good groove though based on what just on what you said and glancing at all these numbers i'm in the one minutes three minutes two minutes i'm right where i want to be there's only one that was five and i think only one that was in the four minutes all the rest were sub four minutes sub a lot of sub three minutes so i'd say that's pretty good mm-hmm. no yeah i debated on even <clears throat> counting the ones that were under one minute what the heck but i did that's right i counted them they so, count so i was like well i probably should so yeah you absolutely should <laughs> if you're gonna count the stupid ones that take 10 minutes then you better believe i want that 11 second in there all right so rachel going back to our responses you also had a response caleb and i talked a little bit about the pyramids yeah, so, I thought that perspective was super cool because mm-hmm. I've never thought of that perspective before. Yeah. Of an advanced um society and then the flood happened and kind of wiped all that stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um however, <clears throat> I was talking to one of my friends about it and um she said, "You know, what if what if it was written down on how the pyramids were built, but they were in the library of like Alexandria, uh-huh. and I guess that library burned down. Yep, there was a fire there. So she said, so it could have been in there, and now it's just lost because of the fire. That's true. And I said, huh, that's that's interesting. Hmm. Um. But very interesting. Yeah. I never I never thought about that angle where maybe there was some recorded yeah there was some record of how they were built and i don't know enough about this but there's some record of how it was built and then uh and then it was just lost in some fire or flood or anything like that the only thing would be is i would be curious to know from like a historian's perspective what like what we know about that era and do we know <clears throat> if they knew how to build it and if they knew how to build it would there only be one record or would there be more records and we could find remnants, but that's, that's true because there was yeah. a lot lost. Well, then another thing I thought of that me and my friend talked about were, um, you know, Noah, he built an ark, which was pretty advanced. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, he had God's help and God's direction on how to build it and everything. However, if that society was advanced as, you know, if they were the ones who were possibly the ones who like 
we're the super advanced society. Yeah. Noah and his sons were around that. Exactly. So what if they were the ones who carried on the ideas, kind of what you and Caleb were talking about, on how advanced the society was and carried on the ideas of everything on how to build stuff and, you know, make it last and everything mm-hmm. as well. Well, that's, that's basically what we're saying is pre-flood, humanity yeah. got to a point where it was <clears throat> relatively advanced and there were certain technologies and the world was a very different place. Yeah. And then flood happens and wipes all that out. And Noah and his family, as they spread and populate the earth, that's then um, how some of that technology mm-hmm. and remnants of that technology um, get passed on. And that's, that would explain where you have some of the same mythologies that come yeah. from it. but. Yeah, what was your thought before hearing all our crazy theories on it? What, what did you think about the pyramids as far as it was? So <clears throat> I always knew that they had precise um, <clears throat> cord, cord coordinates or whatever, mm-hmm. because I, I learned that from my geography teacher in middle school. Okay. And um, so I always knew that, but I've always kind of heard one thing over and over of in order to get the blocks, like you know, where they needed to be and for how heavy they are, you had, you would have to have a 10 degree ramp, Uh only a 10 degree ramp to be able to pull or push the blocks where they need to be. And that 10 degree ramp would have to be super long. 10 degrees is not a lot. Yeah. So it would have to be super long to be able to get, you know, the blocks where they need to be. And everything. So that's just kind of what I've always heard. And I just always thought, well, you know, maybe the Egyptians just figured out how to do it and they just did it as well. Yeah, that's true. And and the, the thing that doesn't make sense about explaining it away that way is, are there, you, you think if, okay, if there were ramps that were, that were only at 10 degrees. And so that would mean they would have to be tens, maybe even hundreds of miles long to get. Yep however many degrees they would, you know, up in the air that they have to be, there would be evidence of that archeological evidence of that. Right. And that's where it's like, I think there's maybe just a better explanation technology wise of like lost technology, lost civilizations, lost technology, Mm -hmm. as opposed to extremely impractical, unlikely, huge operations that would take crazy manpower that would, almost have to leave some sort of evidence. And that's where, and I'm like, what is a, how many different things out there are out there from history? And we're like, we don't know. Yep. We don't know. Lots. Right? Stonehenge, Rosetta Stone, freaking, we don't even know. The Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the Herod's Temple, all sorts of things, pyramids, all sorts of things like that. We're like, we actually aren't really sure how they did that. As opposed to, well, this is how they would have to do it, and we just have to believe that they just did it this way. And it's like, yeah. no, how about saying we don't know how they did it? Because yeah. all, all the methods we come up with, there would be a mountain of evidence for it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about how people did things. And like you said, I mean, the pyramids is one of them. Because, you know, aren't the pyramids like the tombs for like the pharaohs? Supposedly. But, oh, they... They seem to serve because of how they're oriented and whatnot. That was one function of them. But I don't, I'm not convinced, like in uh, that Netflix series I mentioned, mm-hmm. Ancient Apocalypse, they basically posit that the pyramids predate the Egyptians. And 
and serve some greater purpose. And then the Egyptian civilization came along and used them as um, tombs. And then used them as tombs, right. Repurposed them. But they come from a civilization predating them. And there's other sites and other things that he looks at where he's like, yeah, we saw people recreate or use these uh, in the same way or, or use these, but these things predated this people or civilization. Oh, wow. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the pyramids are just super old. Yeah. And when, if you think of there's one thing that could maybe survive, you know, a, a kind of cataclysmic flood, even partially, it would be something that massive. Oh, yeah. Okay. There we go. 2740. That was not right. I think I got my Norwegian goodbyes. I've been sitting here adding them up. Okay, an average of... <sighs> basically an average of 130 seconds, so two minutes and 10 seconds. Huh. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty good. Yeah, and that was over the course of... That was 21 episodes you just updated us on, so... Yeah. That was a lot. I don't know. I don't know if the mic picked up my little thud. I was sitting here thumping <laughs> on my calculator. Do, 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 do. Sounds like I'm doing Morse code maybe or something. I don't know. But yeah. So you found that pretty interesting, right? Yeah. No, I, I really did. I Because I just have never thought of that point of view before. Um, because, you know, kind of like, I don't know if you or Caleb said, but um, one of you guys said that us today think that we are the most advanced yeah, you know, society. Caleb. Which, I mean... In some perspectives, probably we are, but and computers and digital stuff. Yeah, yeah, but with, I mean. with technology. But you know, who's to say they were super advanced in other ways? You know, building buildings and engineering. Well, when you look at places like, like the Chinese, ancient China had like fireworks and all this like medicinal yeah. stuff centuries before any other parts of the world had it, and mm-hmm. so it's like that goes to show you that. Not everyone across the world is advancing at the same rates, and there's yeah. going to be some parts of the world that are going to be far more advanced in certain ways, and, and then other parts of the world are going to be advanced in their own ways, and, and that's just how it goes. Yeah. That's I just agree. how it goes. But anyways, on to the next thing. You made up a new term last night. We were talking, we were discussing, you know, and how it seems a lot of people nowadays have fertility problems, <clears throat> having kids, and just talking about that subject in general and i don't remember what but you say to be like yeah like man i just can't believe you know what it's like to get told you're in for turtle (laughs) and we just stop and go what was that juliana said rachel never say that again (laughs) in for turtle because as a nurse there is a term for turtle that has to do with certain male anatomy um in certain situations that was a weird noise. Yeah, it was. And she was like, and I don't want to think about that. And so that's and we're like, all right, fair enough. But yeah, Infer Turtle. Infer Turtle. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Did I already mention? And then on while we're on the subject of new terms, now a good new term that I do like is Juliana was doing something and she was like, ah, I need to get the kitchen shovel. And I said, what? And she's like, yeah, kitchen shovel. And she pulls out a spoon from the drawer and she's like, it's what it is. And I was like, huh, touche. I can (laughs) dig it. Get your kitchen shovel, folks. It's about to go down. Really makes you really makes you lean into the gluttonous, gluttonous attitude, gluttonous vibes. Be like, let me get my shovel. 
shoveling this ice cream. Mm-hmm. This cold food. <laughs> Give me that cold dough. pasta. Cookie dough. What? What about it? So, you can eat that cold and hot. Yeah. And? Just popped in my head. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, you can. And I will, and like, but if you're talking about like cooked cookie dough versus warm cookie dough, warm cookie dough is weird. It just, it just like falls apart. Yeah, because it can't, it has no continuity. It's not cooked yeah. and it's in its uncooked <laughs> form. It needs to stay refrigerated. I need cold cookie dough or warm cookies. Mm. No warm cookie dough for me. That's, you're asking for a disaster. It just doesn't work. Um, so, Rachel, you really don't remember that story about almond bark? I told no. you. Well, I got a bone to pick with almond bark personally. This happened to me. So, we did a whole like Valentine's week and then we celebrated Valentine's Day. It would have been this over the weekend. And how we did it was a while ago from Sam's, I bought, they had this fondue, it's a little, it's kind of a little cup, you know, small, think like a small, like, soup cup not not a small soup cup but you know you buy those soups from sam's yeah and they're like in the little containers and it was like that but it was like fondue and i was like oh that'd be fun to do sometime and i bought this a couple months ago i was like that'd be fun to do sometime some date night idea or something get that get a bunch of stuff dip it in chocolate and it's fun right and i didn't notice that it was semi-sweet which i don't love but it's fine at least it's not dark chocolate it's fine with me <laughs> wasn't paying attention but juliana did and so we were getting ready for this. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna get, what do we need? We need strawberries. I'm gonna get some marshmallows. I'm gonna get some Funyuns, all this dipping stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah. And then like get some almond bark. She was like, you know what, you know what bark is, right? And I was like, yeah, you know, there's, and in my head, I'm thinking almond bark, peppermint bark, like, yeah. you know, you make the bark and it's like that super thin and it has like chunks. You just break it off. Yeah. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And you eat it. Right. It's, it's like a snack. A lot of times people make it barks out of around the holidays. Little did I know that almond bark also refers to these hunks. Oh, yeah. Your face says it all. You don't know either. It's like a chocolate bar. It's like a hefty chocolate bar that's kind of has dividing lines. And so it's into these thick squares. Like, it's hefty. Like, it's like 3 or $4. Like, boom. Like, you, put, you grab it. It's got girth to it. It's got some serious weight. And it's for melting chocolate. You can break it off into pieces and you can melt it and use it as like a fondue. But it's just a chocolate bar. But yet it's called Almond Bark. That's and I was like, why do they call it? And so, long story short, I, I go to the store and I go to look in the candy bar section and be like, yeah, I'm going to get some Almond Bark. Because she said Almond Bark, I think it'd be fun to dip it. And I was like, yeah. I was like, that seems a little redundant, but I can get behind it. We'll take <laughs> chocolate on chocolate. <laughs> well, because oh, I'm thinking like it's Almond Bark with like crushed up almonds in it. And yeah, that it's makes like the thin bark and you dip that in chocolate, just double, double down on your chocolate. And I'm like, whatever, she wants it, I'll get it. And I go and I'm just like, I can't, I eventually call her. I was like, where is the stinking almond bark? <laughs> and she was like, in the baking, duh. And I go and I look at it and, um, and I find that one bar and it's like here to, what is it? It was like to make, break it off, melt it. And I was like, no, 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 no. I thought I was getting like. Uh, think like a pre-mix, like a box of like brownie mix, right? Yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. I already want made brownies. Was essentially was I? I want the almond bark made. Just I don't want to have to make it. Yeah. And so I'm. Con- but it was the only thing. There was one. There was the only thing that said almond bark, and I was just like, what the heck? I don't want. 
I, I want pre-made almond bark. <laughs> I don't want to make this crap. <laughs> for all of you out there laughing at me for being such an idiot, enjoy it. All right? Just live it up because it, it goes on, right? And so I'm frustrated. It's the only thing. I found everything else. Except strawberries, actually. This Walmart was out of strawberries. I had to run to Winco to get strawberries. Good night. Mm. But, and, I'm, and I call her, and I was like, what the heck is up with Zombark? I can only find this. And she goes, she, she goes, well, it just should be like a chocolate candy bar. And I was like, what? <laughs> this, is all, this is it? And here's the thing. I was thinking getting some bark to dip into the chocolate. She saw that it was semi-sweet chocolate fondue and was like, you like milk chocolate. Get the almond bark. Cause that's milk chocolate. You uh, melt it. You have your own dipping chocolate then. <laughs> and it took us a minute to get to that on the phone, but we got to that. And then I proceeded to just rage at the generic idiocy of, Hey, we're going to call this almond bark. And I was like, why is it called almond bark? She goes, I have no idea. I was like, there's not almonds in it. Maybe is it made with some kind of almond thing? Why is it called on? I, I didn't get any. Cause they up, I got a little cup because it was like huge hunk of like five bucks. I was like, I don't want that much. Yeah. And they had this little milk chocolate melting cup. It was much smaller. It was the perfect amount. And I know, and I was just so confused. It was like, why is it called almond bark? No, yeah, I totally agree. Like that's that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, I the look on your face this is where I wish I had video. Because the look on your face when I started to describe it, you were like, just you, I made that same face when I was discovering all this. So you, like me, <laughs> didn't realize that almond, what almond bark was. Yeah, because I would have been looking for like, you know, like you said, like the, what was it called? Like caramel crack or something like that, where <clears throat> you just break off a piece and it has like caramel and some other stuff in it or like the chocolate stuff and you just break off a piece like that's what bark is to me not a chocolate bar cuz you can even do that with a hershey's go buy a hershey's bar and just melt it right snap i got to sneeze pineapples <laughs> dang it <laughs> muted my mic hopefully so let's see what happened there yeah well, mine probably picked it up <laughs> Yeah, no, yours definitely picked it up and probably picked up to screw you. Anyone who's been listening for any amount of time has known that, that, my, that she managed to piss off all her classmates. And then, and then my wife, who has said that if she tries to pineapples her, she will punch her. But Rachel, you can, you can re-explain to the people, they've already heard about it, but what you just attempted to do. Well, I research this almond bark. When someone is getting ready to sneeze, all they can do is focus on the sneeze. So, in order to help them out with not sneezing, you can yell something random. And I yell pineapples. And what it does, it takes their mind off the sneeze and takes their mind on, what? What was just said? Pineapples? And you don't sneeze. Mm -hmm. Works every time. But you gotta be quick. Yeah. So, some people don't like it because they like the satisfaction of sneezing. Because you essentially... A pent-up sneeze is only going to come back later. Then I'll go pineapples again. Oh. <laughs> what you need to do is you just need to have a pineapple, and you just go, pineapples, and you chunk a pineapple at their head, and they definitely won't sneeze, and they'll definitely be mad. And I'll run. Exactly. But hopefully, if you get the right kind of pineapple, it'll put them in a, it'll, it'll put them in a quick state of shock and daze them a little bit, and you'll have time to get away. That would hurt. You got a pineapple? They're spiky. You'd make them bleed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You ready for it? Yeah. 
Um, so what is almond bark? First of all, Wikipedia here. Almond bark, also known as vanilla-flavored candy coating, is a chocolate-like confection made with vegetable fats instead of cocoa butter. Didn't know that? Don't like that, actually. And with cooking and flavors added. It can be bought in packages, blocks, rounds, discs, round discs, blah, blah, blah. The confection is commonly used to cover or dip all these different things. So, yeah. And so then I found another one that had a little bit more in-depth answer. It was, um, yeah, but, and so I was like, Hmm. is it made from almonds? No, it's not made from almonds. Does not contain any almonds or nut. It is, it just is vegetable fats instead of cocoa butter. That's all it is, I guess. Made from vanilla. Yeah. Uh, Other ingredients include sugar, hydrogenated palm kernel oil, coloring, and flavors. Gotta love those last two. Coloring and flavors. <laughs> what flavors, you might ask? Yeah, we leave that up to your imagination. Just flavors. <laughs> colors. Right. This makes all the colors. Yeah, so you have white, vanilla, and chocolate. It is more similar to white chocolate, chocolate, except that it is not real chocolate. So why is it called almond bark? Because the confectionery was once used to coat almonds. Hmm. So... To make chocolate-covered almonds, they use almond bark, and so and they well, they would develop this bark, this chocolate-like coating, and then that's why they called it almond bark. And we can't get away from the fact that it must be called almond bark. We can't come up with anything else. And so now, stupidly, idiots like me have to go and hit the Google machine to figure out why is this called almond bark when there's nothing to do with almonds except for I might like almonds covered in this. It's oh. dumb. Mm-hmm. So dumb. The former. Huh. So it is less chocolate than white chocolate is. Here we go. We're going down this rabbit hole. Because, you know, a lot of people say white chocolate really isn't chocolate. It says almond bark is not the same as white chocolate. Um, so almond bark is not true chocolate because it does not contain cocoa butter. But white chocolate does contain cocoa butter alongside milk, vanilla, and the and, uh, Lectin. (laughs) What? What is lectin? Don't worry about it. It's in a lot of stuff. I read it on a lot of labels. I bet there's lectin in this in this Reese's. Let me see. Um, cocoa butter, chocolate. Oh, there it is, lectin. Hmm. Yeah, it's something that's used in a bunch of foods. Uh, You want to look it up? If you don't find, we'll look it up. What is lectin? Benefits, side effects, and more. Lectin is a nutrient that occurs naturally in food, also, also a dietary supplement. It's found in green vegetables, red meat, and eggs. Huh. So, it's used to lower cholesterol. They put it in sugar. They put it in candy. <laughs> well, it must be some kind of like preservative or flavor agent or sometimes bring mm. some kind of consistency or whatnot so it's a phospholipid so it's a type of fat that helps maintain integrity of cells so things to keep their shape then that's what it's there for because fats at room temperature are solid (laughs) all right (laughs) nailed it Are you okay? Are you crying? I'm trying not to pass out right now. 
out. What if you feel like you can do that? Lay on the floor. <laughs> that was fun. We we all know fats at room temperature aren't liquid solid. Okay. <laughs> Looks like we got another Google debate on our hands. I'm pretty sure they're liquid. I don't think you're right because butter is a fat and it's solid at room temperature. Well, that's fair. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't... Uh, I guess some fats. It's saturated versus unsaturated, probably, is what we're looking at. Oils are fats that are liquid at room temperature. Vegetable oil. So... Well, solid right. fats are fats that are solid at room temperature, like butter and shortening. Huh. <laughs> Intakes, yeah, so your solids are going to be saturated fats, and then your unsaturated fats are going to be liquids, I believe. So, good news, we were both right. Even though we definitely came in from the opposite. I was like, yeah, everyone knows. Boom. And the answer is both, because it depends. So, we were both right and wrong at the same time. My goodness. You learned so much today. Learned about oh. almond bark. We learn which fats are solid and liquid at room temperature, depending on what they are. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, last note I have on here just says lady fingers. So, funny story. I was in the city my first year with my older brother, Brett, and I wanted to make it this dessert. It's like this strawberry cake, essentially. And the recipe called for lady fingers. And I was like, what the heck are lady fingers? What? Go find a lady. <laughs> so grab her, get her fingers. So I asked Brett, I'm like, hey, what are lady fingers? And he said, oh, they're this. You can, he's like, you can get them at any, any grocery store. I'm like, okay. So I go to the neighborhood Walmart and I'm looking, <laughs> I go through all the aisles. I'm at Walmart for like 30 minutes looking for lady fingers. Finally ask one of the workers. I'm like, hey. Can you show me where lady fingers are? She said, what? You know, lady fingers. It's like, I think they're like little cake things, like angel food cake. Mm -hmm. She was like, um, I don't really know where those are. And she I was like, you're a serial killer. I'm a lady <laughs> and you're going to, you're going to track me down and chop off my fingers. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Please help. She's dialing 911 in her pocket in, in that moment. So at that time, I was like, well, I'm just going to Google what is a substitute for ladyfingers. So I Google a substitute for it, made the cake, and then I just like, whenever I would go to a grocery store, I would just look to mm -hmm. see if I could find ladyfingers. I still have not found ladyfingers. Can't find them? Uh-uh. I don't know if I'm just like looking in the wrong place yeah, or whatever. Probably they're probably in the prepackaged cookies because since they're like a cookie or a cake, you That's know. That's fair. Hold on. I think I saw something. No, none of these are in a package. Oh, wait, there's one in a package. That looks like something foreign, though. There's one in a package. Bonomi. Looks less foreign, but still in a package. There they are in a package. Apparently, you can also... It looks like okra. Okra. <laughs> is referred to as ladyfingers. <laughs> Oven-roasted ladyfinger fries. It looks like okra. Yeah, so anyway, so you still haven't... How, how long has that been? Like almost four years. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with you suck at finding ladyfingers. <laughs> I agree. Well, they're probably I'd... like on the top shelf, and I just don't look that high. <laughs> You're like, nope, if it's above if it's above that third shelf, I'm out. I'm out. Well, I can't it, reach it anyways. It, does, it doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oven roasted ladyfinger fries. So, yeah, just okra. Okra is also a term for, like, oh, those actually look pretty good. They, like, sliced them up and fried them and seasoned them if you like okra, I guess. Mm, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so ladyfingers. Yep, ladyfingers. Mm, get you some, not to be confused with the weird YouTube video, Salad Fingers. You ever watch those? No. Oh, we're watching those after this. <laughs> if, if, I could, if I had a way, if this was video podcast, well, actually, there'd be copyright problems. I'd have you watch them right now. We'll watch some Salad Fingers after this. Salad fingers. It's weird. <laughs> Don't recommend watching it if like you have little kids or whatnot. It's not like anything too crazy, but it's just creepy enough. It would give you it would give a five year old nightmares. Ooh. Yeah. It's just weird. It's weird, but <laughs> yeah. Uh let's see. We're watching a little bit of XFL. And that's I'm excited that that's back, personally. I love the XFL and I like some of the rules. I like being able to hear the plays, the play calls, except the announcers at least in this game we've been watching, talk over the audio that is the play call to do their commentating. I'm like, shut up, you idiots. I'm here because the XFL has some different, weird, fun, quirky things that they do that I like, namely the kickoff. I really like the kickoff. And then it, if, you, if there's under like two minutes or something and you're down by a score, you go and score, you, have the op- you can kick off normal onside or you can take a fourth and 25 attempt from your own 25 try and get the first down, and then you can keep the ball. So it's basically like, hey, instead of doing the onside kick, which is almost not a guarantee at all, maybe you'd rather try fourth and 25. You'd like your odds better at that. And it'll essentially have the same effect. And I, I think that's awesome. A way to yeah, switch it cool. up. Mm-hmm. I think their kickoff is good because it forces a return almost every time, no touchbacks, and without the high-impact collisions. And I still think there's maybe a way... I almost think like they just have them spread out in one single line. I, I think if they would allow a little bit of formation play, yeah. you could have it set up left, right, center, whatever, and you could have it set up so like you could almost kickoff return would be more of a design play. Mm-hmm. Like like it can be in a traditional kickoff. You have kickoff return, return right, return left, whatever. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it's fun right now, but I'm excited. Yeah, I've never really watched the XFL before. Well, it's barely been around. It was mm-hmm. around for like four games and then COVID. <laughs> Fair. And now this episode's marked. Dang it. <clears throat> well, anyways, Rachel, we're about an hour, and I've ran through all my notes. Uh, do you have anything else? I do not. No, you enjoyed that episode, though? Yeah. To all the people who haven't been on the podcast or maybe nervous about it, what would you say? Not that bad? No, it's not that bad. I mean, it's not nerve-wracking at all. It's just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And you like the second chair where I just kind of talk and you just kind of chime in? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Mm -hmm. I like it. Cool. Because I can just say what I want to say when I want to say it. Mm -hmm. You can do your infraturtle thing. (laughs) Um, Do you have any any hot take before we get off this podcast? Mm. Any piece of heat you want to leave these people with? It's okay if you don't have anything. Put you on the spot there, but... I found out some new information that I didn't know. Oh, really? Yep. I didn't know that a potato is an entire seed. Mm-hmm. You can just plant it and more potatoes grow. Yep. And then black olives have pits. Okay. And green beans are a fruit. Boom. There you have it, folks. 
Good job, Rachel. Proud of you. All right. <laughs> well, that'll do it for this episode um, with Rachel sitting second chair. Please share that episode. Go follow us on social media. Go follow Blessings from Tragedy on social media. We haven't posted anything yet, but we will be in the coming weeks. Get that up and running. If you or someone you know has a story that they'd be willing to share that is their own Blessings from Tragedy story, please uh, let me know. I'd love to have you on the podcast because I'm going to need guests. I've only got about, I've got a few months worth of episodes and then I'm going to have to find, source my own guests. So, uh, and I'd rather get that going sooner rather than later. Almond bark is stupid. Um, food is better warm. Let's see. Oh, go check out the discord or, or let me know if you want to get on the discord and get you set up and we can build, revive that discord channel that is currently there and has been basically dormant and dead for a while. So, uh, that'll be, so we can get those chats going. I can post new episodes. I can post questions either before or after podcast, get people's feedback and then go on and talk about it. And who knows, maybe eventually we could do a one big party podcast where everyone jumps in a voice chat on discord. We record it and it's a lot of fun. So yeah, anyways, I know a lot, a lot of stuff. Make sure to share the show, go rate the show, go follow on social media, share this around. Let's grow the Hanyak horde. I want to thank all of you for being a part of the Hanyak horde. That does it for me and Rachel. And this episode of the rambling Viking, Rachel, you say goodbye to the people. Goodbye people. And I am your head Hanyak, signing off.